everyone to the Rest Podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I'm your host, Natalie Williams, and I'm here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Currently, Virginia does not have a voice after battling a virus, so I am bringing you a never-before-heard blast from the past. This episode is an interview from last year between Virginia and our incredible functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, Jenna Reed. Buckle in with these two women as they discuss Jenna's journey toward reconciliation, healing, and freedom. You guys are in for a treat. This afternoon, I'd like to introduce you to Jenna Reed. Jenna, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you here. Thank you for having me. I would like you to share with everyone what brought you to us, what brought you to seek us out. So I had been battling a pretty long health journey for many years since about 2014, but really over the span of my whole entire life. And around 2014, I fell ill with a mysterious disease, chronic illness. Mm -hmm. And I went through basically years of torment and torture and went through the whole conventional medical system and was diagnosed with multiple autoimmune conditions. So Hashimoto's, fibromyalgia, interstitial cystitis, and it just, the list goes on and on. So slowly you felt like it was a cascade. Yes. Something triggered. What triggered that cascade that manifested in disease, what do you think triggered it? Now looking back, I realized it was actually my emotional and spiritual state that led to just a compromised Mm -hmm. immune system and nervous system. I had no idea that that's what it was, but through the work that we've done, I've realized Mm -hmm. that yes, I, you know, had all this chronic illness and I actually was finally diagnosed with Lyme disease And then multiple co-infections from Lyme disease and then mold illness and then diagnosed with SIRS. But it wasn't until you and I worked together that I realized that actually what set the stage for my disease was a lot of emotional trauma and torment in childhood and then all the way through adulthood that hadn't been dealt with. I always say that by the time disease sets into our bodies or manifests, I should say, in our bodies, It had to go through two other significant gateways, and that is there's always a spiritual constitution, I find, to states of confusion, chaos, and dis-ease that manifest in the soul, right? In the mind, the heart, the will, the conscience, and the feelings of a person that tend to generate a complex series of physiological, neurological responses, and so When we don't catch it in the spiritual realm, in Mm -hmm. the soul, in our mind, our heart, our will, our conscience, and our feelings, it manifests physically. So it was amazing. I'll never forget the day I opened the door because I had agreed to see you at the villa. And cry. (laughs) Cry. Yeah. It's good. Just think. Yeah. Cry. It's it's good to cry. I think we all cry. We cry all the time. Yeah. Right? But um, I'll never forget that day I opened the door. I agreed to see you at the villa, which is our office, and it's the actual place of rest. Yes. And I took a look at you, and I thought, when am I going to learn? Okay. Because everyone keeps telling me 
that it's not a good idea to be there alone and see clients there alone. And I'll never forget the imbalances and the trauma and the pain and the heartache and the state you found yourself in just hit me like a two by four. And when I opened the door, I thought, when am I going to learn? I shouldn't be here alone. And it was just an epic day. Yeah, it really was. It was unbelievable. Tell everyone a little bit about it. Yeah. So when I first met Virginia, I was tormented. I had been, again, like I said, from doctor to doctor to doctor, I had spent well over $120,000 of money I didn't have. And I'd been out of work for a really long time. I wasn't advertising. And so my self-worth and my whole identity was just completely crumbled. And if I go back a little bit to childhood, I was tormented at a very young age and just pulling out my hair after my parents' divorce and could not, could not reconcile what was going on between my outer world with what was going on with my parents and then what was going on inside. I couldn't communicate that. I was too young. Mm-hmm. And then that just snowballed into a lot of things during high school. Um, we've talked about this, but I was very lost and ended up getting into drugs and alcohol. And whether I had two drinks or 17 drinks, I blacked out every time. So I had a, a, you know, addiction to alcohol and didn't really realize that. And then that led me into really compromising situations where I became promiscuous and ended up with men. And it led to multiple abortions and that all had just manifested in my body. I had never dealt with any of it. And so by the time I got to you, my body was actually manifesting all of that trauma and I became ill. Yes, I got bit by a tick or mosquito or some vector that transmitted Borrelia and Lyme disease and then multiple co-infections. But again, what set the stage was just unresolved trauma and, you know, addiction and all of that stuff. And so I had spent again, tons of money and been to conventional medicine and went then into holistic medicine and tried all these natural treatments. Uh, I won't name them all, but there was many. And you were actually my last resort because I didn't want to go through the work of doing the emotional and spiritual and the mental work. I thought I had going to traditional psychiatrists who labeled me as manic depressive, put me on antipsychotics. So again, I thought I was crazy for some, yeah. for some time. I wasn't getting any relief with that. And so by the time I had come to you, I was done, honestly. I remember, I'll never forget, a year before I had met you, I had sent my family this very gruesome text message. And it was basically just threatening suicide because I was at the point where, you know, I had nothing left. I had no money, I had no job. My partner had, and I had broken up. I actually had to give away all my things because they were moldy and I couldn't actually keep them. I had to get rid of my car. And so everything was just completely stripped from me. And I just felt like my, I didn't have an identity. And a lot of my self-worth was actually tied up in my looks. And I had some, some vanity issues from a very young age. And so when I came to you, I was just completely distraught. I felt like my looks were stripped away. My job was stripped away. My money was stripped away. All these things were stripped. And so by the time I got to you, I felt like I had nothing left. And it was through kind of a divine encounter that I met you. It was amazing. Yeah. Do you remember, you know, that day, the thing that stands out to me the most and hearing you 
tell the story again. I'm just like reliving the layers of feelings and emotions and perspectives and thoughts and ideas and conclusions I was drawing while I was working with you. And I'm just feeling the layers of all of that. You came for a two-hour appointment and we ended up spending almost six hours together that day. And I remember when you walked out the door, I thought, I can't talk to anybody for a few days. Yeah. It was... It was a transformational experience for me as well, because I couldn't believe what we witnessed. We know that rest is about reconciling relational, emotional, and spiritual truth. And there's our opinion, and then there's the truth, Yeah, right? There's not my truth and your truth. There's opinion, and then there's truth. That's a complex matrix, because we have to examine the life of the heart, your theology and philosophy, the role of relationships, how you've attached. So it's interesting you talked about early childhood trauma. The meaning of pictures, the brain records memory in pictures and images. That's why talk therapy is not sufficient Mm -hmm. in reconciling these complex traumas, not just our personal trauma, but that which is passed on generationally. And then, of course, we have the meaning of story. Mm -hmm. It all begins and ends with story because our stories begin at home, sort of. They really begin in the home of the home of the home of our parents, parents, parents. So one of the things that was gripping to me about your story was the story of your mom. And just briefly, if you could tell everyone a little bit, just in a few sentences about mom, powerful context for a lot of what you were processing. My mom is just a beautiful woman. She's Vietnamese, and she was born in Vietnam. She came over to America at the age of six, and so this was pre-Vietnam War. And her mother, my grandmother, was 14 when she had my mom. My mom actually fell pretty ill over in Vietnam, and so my grandmother wanted my mom to be healthy and grow up without a war-torn country. And so my grandmother ended up befriending this American soldier, this GI, and he was a lot older. And so my grandma carried on this relationship with Sam. Eventually, my mom fell ill with smallpox. And so my grandma ended up asking Sam to adopt her. And Sam agreed and Sam took her home to the States. So my mom was actually ripped apart from her mom at the age of six. She also had a sister who was young. And so my mom couldn't really reconcile, why am I leaving? Why am I going to the United States? But my sister staying with my mom. And they lived in a little tin hut with dirt floors. Right. They didn't have water. No. They didn't have any of the conveniences that we're accustomed to. Right. So when she came to America, one of the things that gripped me was she didn't understand what a restroom was. She didn't know that people had specifics. She wasn't taught or learned. Yeah. So she never saw a table or a chair. Yeah. And so these were significant things that were very traumatic for her in her transition. Yeah. Fast forward marriage, life, right. babies. And it was interesting speaking to her because the connection between a lot of her trauma and birth mm-hmm. orders and family systems yeah. and you was a lot of what you were kind of carrying. Oh, yeah. So when she and your father separated, a 
lot of that attachment and that trauma is of particular interest to me, how it was passed on generationally. And we were able to trace the implications of them. That, that was fascinating. It was unbelievable. I had never, sorry, I didn't mean to get no, you No, please off. tell me. When I met you and then we actually sat down and did Evox and perception reframing and all that, I had never done anything like that before. And you had, I remember you asking me, or you had told me, kind of like, you don't have to tell your whole story, but I want to know more about your mom. And that was one of the first things you asked. And then I went into a little history of my mom and just started weeping and weeping and weeping because my mom had felt so abandoned. She had felt, you know, ripped from her family and her whole life. She was. She had been told that her birth mom had passed away. Her adopted parents said, your, your mom had died and your sibling died in the war. And so my mom had just this been carrying this feeling of abandonment. And I generationally was carrying that too. And I spoke to earlier about how, you know, I had two abortions and I had never actually forgiven myself. I never really thought about it because I believed a lie and I believed that, you know, a fetus is not, it's not a human. It's not a baby. And so I never actually, I never went deep. I never went there because it was too painful. Into those craters, yeah. Never went there. And, but I think my soul knew there was something that was unreconciled. And through our work, that was the first time that I actually spoke about it, spoke about both of those. And it was the first time that I actually like came into some repentance and then actually forgave myself um, because I was holding on to so much unforgiveness that unforgiveness and that that resentment was just manifesting in my body. And so it was just really miraculous because as we were working together, I came in and I was just completely distraught and tormented. And for the five hours, however long I was there, I had never felt a peace like that in my entire life. And it was really actually in an instant that I, my whole body and my whole chemistry, really my biochemistry just completely changed. And it was yeah, transformational. It was transformational. It really was. You named the babies. I remember yeah. you thinking, you said, I, I killed two babies. I aborted two babies. Yeah. And I remember smiling and saying, what makes you think they're dead? We make the grave mistake of thinking that we're that powerful, that we decide when life begins and when it's going to end. The fact is, we have very little control about both of those things. I work, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of women that couldn't get pregnant. And when they Mm. did, they miscarried. And I worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women who chose to have an abortion. Mm -hmm. But one of the greatest privileges of my work has been, and I told you that, that those babies live. Yeah. Just because you think that you dispense it from your body doesn't mean that baby doesn't have a life. It's a matter of fact, they're waiting for you on the other side of time. Mm -hmm. And I don't have time to get into it with you right now, but it's been an incredible experience to go to those dark places and to invite them into this place of rest and reconciling the conflict of abortion, for example, or other things that have tormented their life, but I can show them the beauty and the ashes of those choices, decisions, and all that because we have something sacred inside and it's our common humanity. And what is sacred about us has to navigate through a lot of brokenness to grow into the appreciation of that. And one of the great things about working with you, Jenna, and why I've invited you to be the very first interview that I ever conducted 
is because I thought your generation needs to hear your story. Because oftentimes I see so many, many people your age that are just completely just sick. They're ill with autoimmune diseases, with cancer. We're seeing cancer at a much earlier age. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to take that as, for example, Dr. Keneally always says, doesn't have to be a death sentence. These autoimmune diseases, those aren't things that we have to medicate for a lifetime and live with, right? Forever. And Lyme is, as you know, is a very, very serious, serious disease that brings about unbelievable side effects. Mm -hmm. But the emotional constitution of Lyme, I've traced it consistently with many of the people I've Mm -hmm. worked with, with some significant and specific states of dis-ease that are unreconciled that really debilitate the immune system. Yeah, and with it comes parasite, parasite. fungal infections, viral yes. infections. Yeah. It debilitates the immune system in such a way that all these other foreign entities gain access and power and control over our body. But our constitution is really prepared to do battle and defend itself against all those things. But when you compound those conditions, those states of dis-ease, it's difficult for the body to defend itself against that and the emotional, spiritual conditions, the constituents of the soul, the the Mm -hmm. parts of the soul. It's hard to, if those things aren't reconciled, right? The mind, the heart, the will, the conscience, the feelings of a person. It's hard to navigate those emotionally from your central nervous system when you have a debilitating system to navigate the conversation between our parts. So it was an amazing thing to watch all those things come into alignment with you. It was amazing. Yeah, it's still amazing. I was actually driving over here and I was just in tears and I was just thinking how much my life has changed since we started working together. And that was um, my next question. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my whole life has transformed. Prior to Virginia, I was asking all these existential questions of, is there a God? And I I just, I couldn't, I was grappling between creation and evolution and asking all these questions. And when I met you, that was actually my first, you were kind of the vessel, you were the vessel that brought a creator into my life because prior to that, I wasn't a believer And so that's been huge in my healing and what you just spoke to about kind of about the central nervous system. And, you know, I had collected all these different infections over time. And when we worked together that day, my, I had been disconnected from my spirit and my soul for a really long time. And Mm -hmm. when we worked together, I just felt this overwhelming peace and Since that day, I think it was October 26th, I have come into so much healing. I mean, I spent thousands upon thousands of dollars getting the most high-tech treatment and doing every single thing known to man to help cure Lyme disease and all the co-infections and all the other things that come along with it and my autoimmune diseases and everything, you know. And when we started working together, I had a lot of GI issues. I had insomnia issues. I had hormonal issues. I mean... The list goes on and on. I won't name them all. But the point is, is my actual lab work confirmed that, so I got my lab work done in December. I saw you. October. Um, 
October. So I had actually progressed so much. My inflammation levels had gone down and I was actually digesting, absorbing my food, doing all the things that your body does when you come to a place of parasympathetic rest. And so I've just seen incredible healing and I just, I'm in awe and my whole family is too. My brothers keep saying, I'm going to meet this woman. I want to meet this Mm -hmm. woman because everyone has seen my transformation and they saw that I was so tormented and sick. And now I'm, I mean, you're free. I'm free. Yeah. Yeah. I always say rest and the reconstitution method to healing. It's exactly the pursuit is always healing. It's never a cure yeah. because we all have an appointment with destiny, right? Mm-hmm. Who knows when, but we don't worry about that. We worry about freedom. We pursue healing. Yeah. And I believe profoundly after doing this for many years that the path to healing is freedom. Yeah. Because when you step into a place of freedom, it's because you have a measure of peace. You've reconciled these unresolved conflicts. And I think the most beautiful thing about your story is that through that incredible marathon session that you and I had, we embarked on this pilgrimage that was transformational for you and for me. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh my gosh. I, I can never thank you enough. I'll, I mean, I'm always in gratitude to, towards you forever. It's a privilege. And I'm going to take a few minutes just to tell all of you that the impact and the results of this encounter is not unlike what I experience regularly. Healing is about freedom. It's about reconciling these internal conflicts in the spiritual, in the spirit, in the soul, heart, mind, will, emotion, and conscience. And it's transformational. When those two-thirds of your constituents, your spirit and your soul, come into balance, harmony, and coherence, it's amazing what happens in your body and to your body. So thank you for very much for joining us today. Jenna, thank you. Thank you, Virginia. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Rest Podcast. As I said before, Jenna is our functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner here at Rest. If you'd like to get in touch with her or make an appointment, please visit Jenna's profile on the team page of our website. For updates about Rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you would like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We will see you soon.